0: In my mama crit, that when I was All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark produces Spinner the One and Twos. 877 37 Grind is your number. Today's show is being presented by Doseckis. Get a dose. All right, uh, a couple messages here I'm getting in before we move on. Really, here from the finals. Uh, Facebook Live, Pedro is checking in and saying Jokic's gonna eat Bam alive. Well, Pedro. Tell us something we all don't know. I mean, first of all, Joker going to eat up a lot of guys alive. I mean, no one's sitting here going to claim, Pedro, that uh, Bam can handle Joker one-on-one. There ain't too many people that can handle him. I mean, the only guy I've seen him go toe-to-toe with this year and the last couple of years that can really play him up front is maybe Embiid. And that's because Embiid was motivated by the whole MVP talk. So, no, that's not you're not breaking news on that, Pedro. Um... Weren't there shirts that I vote for Pedro or something? Where is that from? Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. That's right. That's you should, right.
1: You're the movie guy here, Cal. You should know
0: that one. Well, there's certain movies and genre that I'm just don't. I knew in passing that had something to do with it. And I know Pedro's probably gotten that a lot. But no, Pedro, I get it. But that's not. that You're not breaking news with that. There ain't too. There's a lot of guys that are bigs besides Bam that Joker could meet, uh, eat his lunch. And honestly, as a spo type of coach team I don't think they're going to rely just on Bam to slow up Joker be honest with you that's the most intriguing thing I'm waiting to see is exactly what Spo has cooked up defensively on how to contain and not just the Joker but Murray in general because make no mistake about it Denver is going to be the more talented team and they're the more deeper team in my opinion but coaching is a good eraser for a lot of situations you know uh, that's just the reality that's just the reality. Eight seven seven, three seven grind. Um also had a message here uh from Gerald checking in. Walker he said, You're right about Martin should have been the MVP. I agree. I just do. And I, and I think I felt that going into game seven if they won. I was telling AC, I was like, if they win, he's going to be the MVP, which because of what he has done leading up to that, he was their most consistent scorer. But, again, these are these things that you – and this goes, goes back to the voting part. I think this are some times to where we put a lot of emphasis on, you know, the story and the narrative. Like, Jonas is a big storyline guy. Like, oh, well, this is how it's going to happen because if you have the Celtics and the say, no, it's in Hollywood. Even though they might need some writers since they're still on strike, but this is not this is sports. You it's it's about it's about the X's and the O's and sometimes the Bros and Joes, you know. And this and and the one thing I like about this, the Nuggets and the Miami Heat final series, it puts a bullet into a lot of you conspiracy grassy knoll people who say, "Oh, the NBA just wants the Lakers to go." The NBA just really wants this to be a so – NBA doesn't really want sweeps. Now, technically, no, they don't want sweeps, but it's nothing that they do to fix it. Oh, they just want them to win. This is just because LeBron. This – Denver – go check what the odds were for the finals for Denver versus Heat for a finals. They were huge future odds. So, it, to me, when you, when you have an AC that runs through this like they did and then go beat a team that's sitting on 17 banners – and they're able to spoil that and they give you that puts a bullet to all you conspiracy things in the NBA fix nonsense. And I already knew once sports gambling became more predominant across the states and different countries that legalized it. I knew more of those people were going to come out of the rock in the trees that thought that sports was just fixed and it's rigged. And I've always said, yeah, it's the NBA is so fixed, but they wanted Spurs. They wanted this market to have five titles. On some of the some of the lowest rated finals ever watched has been participated by the Silver and Black. But they end up getting five. Eight seven, seven, three, seven grind. Um, but moving on, um NBA wise, before we move on from NBA, um, let's talk about this other story that developed. Cause like I said, we've got a few days to break down game one. Uh, but let's talk about this other story that developed in regards to Eric Lewis, the NBA referee. He's been an NBA referee for a long time. I think he's been for over, damn near, 20 years, I think, in the league as a ref. If I'm not mistaken, he's already around a dub or more. Uh, but he's been in, how long? Uh, yeah, 19, yeah. About 19. I knew he had to be damn near almost 20. But um, he's been investigated for allegedly having a burner account. Now, on Twitter, right? Okay. Yeah. So, where I'm lost on this, where I haven't heard. Okay, what are they allege of him doing in regards with his burner count? Was he going back? Was he, like I said, was he interchanneling his KD and going back with it with fans who were upset about officiating? Was because when this first surfaced, because I first started hearing about this probably Thursday or Friday morning or Thursday late. Was this more about, because uh, when it first came out, it was some tie into some type of gambling type of thing. People try to take some angle with that. I don't know where I heard that from, but then more detail, it just came down to like, hey, he had a burner account. He was communicating back and forth with some people that were coming out. I don't know if it was officiating, if they were coming at somebody else, you're trying to finish. What, is the, what, what have you heard pretty much the premise of this and them looking into this burner account, this fake account with this official?
1: Yeah, so uh, Lewis reportedly had an, a, a burner account to which he was commenting with some people on Twitter about officials' decisions, um, and through the through the NBA, um, the referees are not allowed to publicly comment on officiating matters without proper league approval. So just by commenting on it in a public space without approval, and of course... You know he he's trying to do so covertly, um, and then you have an interaction, and this is through USA Today. Uh, you have a, a um, an interaction to where the you, the account, which was called Blair Cutliff, um, and it's s- since been pulled down off Twitter. Um, somebody had accused him of being Lewis, and he's and and the the person replies, "This is Mark." Lewis, right family, older brother. Um, he said, but this ain't Watergate. You're sorry. Uh, the account will be coming down. Twitter should not be this vindictive. Um, so you have the, the the claim publicly in this reply that it wasn't Lewis himself, but yet his brother. Uh, but you do have the comment. So maybe trying to cover his tracks, maybe trying to say, hey, hey, take the, take, take the fall for me on this one, bro. Um because he's not allowed again through NBA policies to publicly comment on officiating decisions without consent from the NBA first. So the allegations are he created this burner account to basically
0: go ahead and defend <laughs> officials out there to the public that people are critiquing or about officiating. that's basically what he's been accused and it's policy. In, that this, them, instance, and in this, this
1: instance, I don't uh, Again, the account has since been deleted. Right. I don't know if it had other tweets that maybe he no, was, just, you. you know, because you don't want to put your public profile out there. Yeah. You know, so maybe he was doing some other interactions, but this is the one that's got him in hot water.
0: I I think this is one of those that, you know, it's going to be interesting on how they handle this, meaning the league. Um, Because if all of a sudden his brother, they're saying, oh, no, this is my brother's account. Then pretty much that's a story that he's sticking to. And that's a story that you're going to have to lie to the league office. Or you've already told him that and now it's being reported publicly. That's, oh, no, it's his brother's account, whether they're in damage control, whatever. The other thing is to me, first of all, who is it that like, again, since I'm not a social media type of person or whatever. And I know we went through this whole thing with Elon Musk and the verified accounts and the blue dots and all that crap, whatever that is. Who is it out there that is really being able to get to the bottom that this is a fake burner account? Cause I, I'm still wondering, like, curious how KD got busted, and how did how do people go about? How do the nerds, the tech nerds, or whoever out there, hackers or whatever, how do you? And it could just be something stu- simple, and I just sound dumb. Like, it's that hard? But how do you deter? How do you really find out? Like, I would like to know how who found out that that was really the referee. Like, that's a fake account.
1: I would, uh, I would presume. Um, so I don't know for a fact, but when you start to give maybe inside a, a little bit more too much detail than what you're supposed to, right? Like maybe sometimes it's just slipping up instead of, instead of saying he, it's saying I, um, you know, sometimes it's a little bit, maybe being a little bit too aggressive, uh, in defending, you know, either your opinion, you know, a la KD, you know, and KD's publicly said that he, he's used uh, burner accounts. Or it's, you know, like you said before, maybe inside person. Um, somebody gets a whiff of it. Or the NBA is everywhere. Um, so once they kind of get a whiff of something going on, they're going to do some digging.
0: Well, the way I look at it is this. Um, again, it's it. the reason why I ask that, because it still amazes me that you have – and I, won't, I would say a small percentage Of society I won't try to cast this out like this is a big Problem per se But you still have a small percentage Of people in this population That that's what they live for Like like to me If you, if you can go Because I can have conversations with somebody Back on Twitter back and forth And that very rarely happens Or social media And I would have no idea Or even care if that's really the person Or if that's a fake Twitter account I mean, that, that, that's I mean, I usually go by like it's a red flag to me. Like if you tweet at me or you try to follow me and you got that uh, that egg shape profile with just nothing and it's just bland and you got like two followers. I want to know that you just created that to go back and forth or whatever. It could be a scam. It could be a hacker. You're just trying to get into. I don't know. Those are there's obvious that you can tell, like, that ain't a real. But if you're sitting there going back and forth to an account that has a name on there and you're thinking that this is whatever his brother or you're going to sit there and really you've got you have to have that type of person that has to really be out there using their day to see who they can sit there and bust or whatever. And you think if you think that sounds so far fetched, you're crazy. That's why I say it's a small percentage of people that live that we're living in right now that they live their life to do that. You got too much time on your hands or your mom's not giving you enough chores to do at home. One of one of the two. Then you discover that because I'm like, how do you even discover that? Now, if you're talking about. a Kidnapping. Something serious like a murder. You're talking about something that's used, you know, let's say, for instance, in, like last year, we had that situation with that young girl who I guess allegedly her boyfriend had killed her, then killed her. They went missing like in Arizona on that hiking thing. And, you know, it became a whole phenomenon for the certain generation get on Twitter, look at clues, stuff like that's different. Like, I understand how the FBI or the police department can come and start pushing, okay, let's look at his social media account, let's follow that, and let's say, this ain't his, he set this up, that's different. I'm talking about, when these stories break, whether they're Kevin Durant or the referee Lewis, when these stories break, TMZ, would say, oh, so-and-so had a boner fake account. I'm like, who, I mean, who would even take the time to realize that? But, this is my point of this, and the reason why I made the docket, okay, I'm eager to hear because I've heard things about if he's going to lose his job, should he be suspended? And the reality of it is, is that Kevin Durant had a fake burner account and other players have fake accounts and they haven't lost their job and been fired. Unless it has to do something with integrity in regards to a fake account to. Aid in some type of gambling situation and aid of some type of uh, vindictive behavior versus a certain player. That's one thing to sit there and say this man for 19 years being official could lose his job because he got busted with a fake burner account i do not and broke NBA policy because they don't want their officials uh, commenting on other officials or, you know, the officiating business of the NBA publicly without their permission. I think that's a little bit harsh. And that's the reason why this is going to be very interesting. And already from what I'm hearing, there's players in the league that is looking at the league office and saying, you better come. It's like you look at him saying you better come down hard on him. You better not let him skate because there's this situation with players, how refs are treated, how executives vp the the son's owner for older owner former owner i should say other things there's players that i'm hearing that are already ready to sit there and pounce on how the league handles it so this might be one of those might not make everybody happy but if it's just a situation well, well we talked to mr lewis that don't be surprised if you have some big name players coming out to speak against the league on this because that's just the time we're in too, as well they want fairness they want to say, hey, we're held to a certain accountability or different level. If that's one of your refs that we've had a problem where we think, and all of a sudden, it could just be something that he wanted to go back and forth with this chat group that was really killing him and his crew, and he wanted to take the fake account and did it. Th- well, they're gonna be saying, well, you better come down on them too hard. But I just feel I don't, even though it's league policy and for the refs and it's in their policy, I don't know if he deserves out of 19 years to basically lose his job over this if it had nothing to do with messing with the integrity of the game and, and just because it and i'm not saying that it's just sports betting that can mess with integrity Game, it could be if he has a personal vendetta against a particular player that you're gonna it has nothing to do about money or it just has to be like you know what i don't like him and every time i see him i want a crew he's gonna get now that's a problem that's messing with the integrity So it doesn't necessarily need to be about messing integrity for the sports betting side. That's messing with integrity. 877-37-GRIND. Also, uh, what else we got going on here? Uh, Sticking with the NBA thing. Um, Oh, talked about that. Scottie Pippen. Mm. Scottie is, you know, this happened over the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Probably Friday started going viral or so. Scottie Pippen pretty much did a video home video where the hell he was at and pretty much is paraphrasing and talking about how Jordan was terrible before he got there and that he wasn't that good. And I didn't take time to watch it. I mean, I just knew that it was trending and, and, and I've kind of heard this. This scotty has been on this kick off and on for the last, I don't know, year or so with Mike. And it's a sad situation because the way I look at it, Scottie Pippen is ruining his credibility and his legacy over a documentary, The Last Dance, which I don't still, I just watched a little bit of that again over the week. I was flipping channels and I got caught 10 minutes in the episode. I've watched that a couple, of, I still don't see how this tr- portrays Scotty in a bad light. I, I, I mean, Mike said it so many times, like, hey, there's no Jordan without Scotty. First of all, he's he is going down a path to ruin his legacy over a documentary he fails to put him in a bad light. And on his ex-wife. On his ex wife, which I'll go ahead and add to that before we leave, but that's a sad situation that Scotty is going through. I mean, come on now. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Doseckies. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky online studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spin of the one and twos. We'll be back. I'm just trying calling I'm real. Go that I've been on my grind for years. And I'm all right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by seconds Get a dose. We're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky online studios. And this next segment is gonna be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. Pendleton Whiskey is an oak barrel-aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring waters added. From Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak Pendleton whiskey is specifically created And calibrated the bold spirit Of independence and hard work That is Pendleton whiskey which is an official spirit Of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association And it's official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Velocity Tour And official whiskey of The Sports Grind and official sponsor of the Sports Grind 877-37-GRIND It's your number Alright So keeping it moving here Hanks having one of his moments. Bear with them. Um, before we leave the NBA scene, uh, so it, w- what's your thoughts? Before we talk about leave the referee, is he getting suspended? Is he losing his job, or, or what, what's the case going to be?
1: My wager is probably just a, a fine. Um, I can't imagine anything really beyond that uh, because the con- because of the conduct, the, all the conduct was allegedly. Uh, was replying back and commenting on officiating decisions. I don't know that that's anything to cost him his job. Um, I, I really think this is just a small thing. The fine I do, like you said before, I do anticipate it to be hefty, though, because it does have to set an example. And we know that referees and officials don't make a ton of money. Um, they do all right. I'm, I'm not gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna make it sound like they're doing yeah. the, you know rec league on weekends yeah. to you know to make ends meet. But um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's uh, it, it needs to make a statement. But I think that it's cr- I think it would be cruel and um, inappropriate to you know cost him his job for, job over this hmm. or even. Officiate, and maybe he gets sent to spend a couple games next year. That's kind of where I draw it. Okay,
0: well, we'll see what happens. I'm pretty sure they're going to want to try to handle that swift, quickly, and swiftly. Uh, real quick, before we leave the NBA, the other news that came down earlier this morning: uh, Bob Myers, the general manager for Golden State Warriors, is stepping down. That's at least what the report has put out there. The word, I think, the key word in this is stepping down. Um, we've talked about this on and off for the last couple of weeks. Uh, to me, it's not a shocker. Uh, I will tell you, I had a buddy earlier to text me about this, and I told him this. For one, this is really coming down without the details. Without, I'm pretty sure Bob will have a press conference. I told you, I enjoyed listening to his podcast with uh, a few weeks ago that I stumbled across of it with uh, Deanna, De- Deanna Terassi, Diana Taurasi, Diana Tarassi, excuse me, and then also with Steve Kerr sitting down. Um, but this really comes down to me, in my opinion, this comes down to money and respect and wanting the credit. Um, it's just in human nature. Um, this is this country. This is it's just not about sports. It's just the way we are as a society where America's about. Um, and this is the reason why there haven't been, there's a short list of really dynasties that really last for a long, long time. Um, And I'm not saying just because he's leaving that the Warriors dynasty is over. But what I'm saying is when it comes down to who's getting all the credit and who's feeling that they're compensated based off of what they've done. Now, keep in mind, Bob Myers is the guy that put the puzzle together, the whole thing. He's the guy that basically went out and sought Steve Kerr and saw that he, he could be a coach. After interviewing him, he's the guy that drafted Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. And he's the guy that basically found a way to go get Kevin Durant to convince the owner to financially commit to this, even though it's going to cost you an arm and a leg in luxury tax. He's the person that has done all this. So with that said... It's one of those situations where, me personally, this has been talked about a contract negotiation ongoing. Uh, with Myers and the Golden State Warriors. Evidently, they couldn't come to terms on a new contract. And you have other uh, openings in other positions and other organizations. You're hearing a lot of smoke where there's fire. You're hearing a lot of smoke coming around the Phoenix Suns situation that basically this owner that just said, Hey, Monty, I, despite what Calvin thinks of you, you wasn't my guy and I'm getting you out of here. You got supposedly he's interested in making a run at Bob Myers. So, The whole word of stepping down, I think that's a mutual respect type of situation that they've been trying to resolve this going on probably for the last two years about a new contract and a deal. And this is a guy, Bob Myers, that has seen the same owner move the team and also the same owner shell out this kind of money for an arena. He's also seen the same owner pay the type of salaries that he's paid and willing to pay to Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and all that. And then Bob's looking at what about me? OK, we saw it with Jerry Krause and the Bulls that was broken up earlier than it should have been. And we've seen it happen in a whole different sport in the NFL in the 90s. We saw a potential dynasty. I really like. Look, everybody knows how I feel about the organization in the Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, I heard Troy say this one time and I had to really think about it because I would love any reason to pile on Troy, or anybody from the Dallas Cowboy area. But it's true with Jimmy Johnson. The Cowboys were going to have the Patriots run before the Patriots had it. Period. There was nothing you were going to do to stop them. The salary cap hadn't come into effect. This was about having the case. But what happened? Not getting enough credit. Who's responsible? Jerry, hey, I'm the one that brought you from the University of Miami. So this, in my opinion, unless there's nothing we hear about health reasons, and I don't think that's the case. Um... Because you got to look at it. Bob Myers ain't old. He's not an old cat. I mean, what? He's probably maybe in his fifties. Forty eight. Forty eight. He's two years older than me. That's and doing what he's doing. That's not old. Look at Pat Riley. Pat got a hole full of Donahue hair. Pat's still going to finals. Look. Why? Think about this. Why are you? You have like Steph's got juice in the. He's got gas in the tank still left. Okay, you got arguably what I believe is the best coach in the NBA, if not his top two, and you got an owner that's willing to spend money, and, and you're in tech land as it is. Why, why else are you leaving? I, I, I don't, I don't care what Phoenix can offer you, personnel. Why are you leaving and pushing the eject button early in the midst of a dynasty run that still isn't technically dead yet? It's got to be a little bit of the money, the bag and the respect factor. what do you got?
1: Well I also feel like it also becomes uh, it could be due part in part to the challenges that the Warriors face coming up. Uh, one of the we already knew that the NBA uh, you know, players association and the league had come to new CBA terms going into next year. Um, you know roster construction restrictions uh, were a part of that. Uh, there is going to be a hard second level tax, you know, to where if you exceed that, uh, it's going to limit what you can do with mid-level uh, exception players, what kind of cash you can take on in trades, um, and then also the fact that they're at a point with this Warriors team to where you are going to have to lose one. You're going to have to lose one, maybe two of you know, your your dynasty players, and. Do I want to be around for that? Do I want to be the bad guy after I put this together? Do I also want to be the guy to have to take that, you know, to dismantle dismantle the house too? Or if I can leave on my own terms, and go accept a new challenge, I looked at the you know Michael Winger. We talked about it last week. Took the he was the GM for the Clippers. Takes a president's right. job, you know, with with the overall you uh-huh. know organization with the Wizards. Uh-huh rather than being the guy who has to skirt around and put, try and put together another year, put another competitive roster out there, knowing that you're going to have Kawhi and Paul George for maybe 20 games and then fingers crossed they're ready they're they're going to be available in the playoffs. I'm going to go to a team where I can actually do things. I might not have the same kind of ownership, you know, with the freedom and, and, and the budget. But I'm going to go to a place where I can actually do things and construct a roster with fewer restrictions. Well, see,
0: I'm going to push back on some of what you're saying, because I think that it's kind of murky what you're saying in regards to the opportunities of why these guys would leave. And you bring up this gentleman here with the Clippers. It's you can leave a job and, and let's just keep it to sports. You can leave a job. If you're a general manager or basically Uh, Let's just say a VP of operations, a general manager, even a coach at that standpoint. But let's just stick it to Jim and president. You can leave a job of a certain situation, especially if you're proven and you're proven you've done it. You know what it looks like. You can leave a job for control reasons or basically like, hey, something's different. We're either getting a new management or this is different. That's different. You can basically you can leave a job for that. When you do something Bob Myers have done with Golden State. Or you do anything, accomplish anything on that level of sport, you don't leave because of you think it's gonna get harder or you think because, like, I can't do that again here. Nobody, that's the thing that makes my butt itch more than anything. And I had to hear it because, I, again, I'm not on that level, but I'm cut from a different cloth to where it's kind of like that where I operate and had to operate basically even to do this 20 years in the business the way I've done it. When you've proven you've done something that no one else has really done or done, like any challenges come up, you have some. If you're built from that cloth, you feel like I can do it again. Bob, it's the same thing I heard with the whole. That's why I couldn't understand that, you know, with Rex Ryan. The whole thing, pounding the table. Oh, Sean Payton's not going to take the Denver job. Why would he go there when you have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahone? Why you Guys like that, man, don't run from challenges. They don't care. It doesn't matter that Patrick Mahomes. it doesn't matter whether there's going to be restrictions. And, you know, you got Draymond. They thrive on that. You leave because there's control situations or there's respect situations. Nobody picks jobs based on the fact like, well, you know, um if you really love the organization well you know what steps get a little bit over how am i gonna do this again because all of a sudden it's gonna be hard to keep one of these guys i don't want to be the guy that has to go no no Now, can you make kind of where I think the the part of what you're putting in that I'll agree with, Jonas, is like, can you make a decision where you have to weigh out? Like, okay, well, you know what? Like, for example, let's go to the guy you're talking about, the Clippers. If you're sitting there saying, hey, do I take this job with the Wizards where I'm going to oversee their WNBA team and I'm going to oversee that and I've got more control or I could just stick here with the Clippers. And then I've got the decision where is it time to move over, Paul George? Is it time that you can weigh out options of what gives you more control and really comes down to money? But I don't believe, in my opinion, because I've, I, you know, I've studied guys like that. I've I, cut from that cloth. You do not run because you've and I'm speaking if you've done it, if you're proven he's I mean, he built it. He hired Steve Kerr. He drafted those guys. He could do it again if he wanted to. He could build it. And this is more about I'm not getting the credit I deserve in the building for building this. Like yes, we all pay. we know Steph is the is the engine that makes it go, but I sit there I'm the one. We pat Steve Kerr. We pat. You don't know what the conversations are going on daily in sports media locally by the babe around that team. He could be hearing the the sentiment around that organization just locally. He could be like, hey man, is how much Steve Kerr's got longer left? Can Steph? Are we going to beat Steph? Should we get Dream on? Everybody's talking, about everybody's saying, hey, what about the guy that put it together? This is a respect thing for Bob. This is about money and respect. And the reason why I know that is because they've been trying to get a contract done with him for like the last year and a half, two years. Period. That's why I think he's become he's got his own podcast now. I think he's become more put himself out there because he could be looking at some other things he want to do. Maybe he wants to take a step back. To me, this smells the sons. This smells a new owner. That basically just made, the like I said, came in, bought this and said, hey, get out of the way, do whatever you got to do. I want Kevin Durant. And then come to find out he's the guy that was actually negotiating the deals with Brooklyn behind closed doors. This is a guy that's out there, wants money. I mean, he's got money. He comes from the real estate game, and he wants to sit there. There's no quick fix. There's, I mean, there's no patience. I, I want a quick. We got Kevin Durant and Booker. I want to win. Who's the best GM out there now? First of all, everybody's been trying to mimic the Golden State way for the last few years. Go look at how people play on the court. Look at Boston. They just lost a series and basically to an eight seed because they think they they play that they think they Golden State constantly threes and we've got to know we shoot the three that well it's either three or die no so why not do other teams in the west gonna see if they can pillage off of like well how do we go to state did it i don't know let's see if we can get the guy if he ain't happy because control of money let's see how we can go pay the guy to come over here and take him away from there that's what this is about might run in from no challenge oh Sean's not going to take that job. It's Russ and it's Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Why would he want to go to the West? I don't know. Maybe because he built something from dirt from Katrina where an organization was wearing paper bags on their head and the rest is sold the Benson family. But that family basically operated on basically nickel and dimes of what Sean had to do to get New Orleans. That's why he don't give a damn about no Patrick Mahomes and would go wherever, wherever he would go to coaches like that. You like how I got that off my chest just in, in regards to thank you for putting that out there. Because I've been waiting for the right moment to bring that example, to point that out. And again, to get to Rex Ryan, because I'm like, I love Rex. Rex knows more football than I do in three lifetimes from his daddy, the whole generation. But how in the hell that just lets me know, this is why you this is why you bounced around a couple of jobs. This is why you in studio, because you got the mindset. There's no way he take this job. I swear, if I ever get a chance to interview Rex, oh, that's the first time. I'm, hey, man. And if I ever talk to Sean, I'm going to tell him, hey, what did you do? Did you hear what Rex That stuff pisses me off, man. These guys are They don't do that. That's like Tiger y'all, man. I'm not going to play this golf tournament. Phil dropped 20 pounds. I'm going to play this guy. Like These guys are 15, 20 years younger than me. I'm not going to show up and play this tournament. They don't think that way. Bob Myers is not thinking about, well, there's a cap thing. We've got this. I can't do this. No. no. I remember speaking to the Miami Heat. I remember Pat, the day that LeBron announced he was going back to Cleveland after the Spurs just basically dismantled. I remember a few days ago, Pat Riley was sitting up in that press conference, banging the thing. Saying, hey, you know, some guys, when things go, go right, it's hard. Winning the title, building a championship is hard. But when things don't go right, some guy look for the right first exit door. He was talking to LeBron because he was saying, Yeah, I know why you're LeBron because I ain't letting Maverick and everybody else ride on the plane. Because I'm Pat Riley, I ain't putting up with that. You can do that, but this is going to be our way. It's a culture way. You see how it still is working for him, don't you? In Miami. That's what that's about. But no, you don't run from it. You don't run from it. You run into it. That's what you train for, that's what you cut from. A fireman doesn't sit there. The fire alarm is, ran, is ring. He's coming out. You know, he don't sit there and say, well, that's a two alarm, that's a five alarm, four alarm fire. I can't go into that. No, you run into the, the building. There's, there's, there's human beings in there. You, that's what you signed up for. That's what you trained for. Not everybody can be a fireman. I probably couldn't. But that's what you trained for. You're cut from a different cloth. Okay? That's all I'm saying. There's Justin Herbert in that league. Why does he want to go to there? Why wouldn't he just pick a job? And, and it, no, man, it's about it, guys like that. It's about where are they going? You got to deal with him now. That's where the narrative is. It's Like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, there's Andy Reid. There's this guy. They got to deal with me now. Okay, that that's that's just what that's what it is. And there's a list of different examples. It's not just Sean. I mean, there's different coaches, players. Like you got to. That's just like that. Did go back. To, speaking of LeBron, that's the whole deal. Like when, LeBron, when people, are like, oh, LeBron ain't gonna come out and play in the West. He just loved the East because he goes to the finals all the time. He don't want to come out and be the West, really? You don't think like LeBron hasn't beat up on teams in the West? When that narrative used to piss me off, like I. But that's how some people are programmed to think. You either born with that or you're not. I'm a firm, but you either born to you either born to always look for the easy route, or once you get a little bit of resistance, oh well, can't do that. That's something you're born with. You can't teach that. 37 grind. Why would he do that? He can't take Drew Brees with him. Drew Brees ain't coming. I don't know. Maybe because everybody saw what he looked like with Jameis Winston the last time Jameis Winston had won six games in a row at doing anything. Jameis Winston ain't won six games in a row at, at probably dominoes. Okay. James ain't won six games in a row, nothing until he had that guy coaching. I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater been bouncing around. He ain't won five and oh since Teddy's been Teddy ain't probably won five games in spades in a row. That's what I know. Until it's almost August, September. 877 37 grind. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecis. Get a dose. We'll be back.